So this morning we're uh, starting a new series, and it is on uh, the Sermon on the Mount. And we'll talk about that uh, just a little bit more in a minute. Uh, if you would like a Bible, uh, there uh, are Bibles available, and it's page 785 to 788. So uh, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7 today. So we're going to kind of like go through the whole thing, and then uh, over the next several months, we're going to break it down and go through it uh, just a little bit more in detail, like piece by piece. So the idea of today, we're going to try to get like a big picture of what's going on with the Sermon on the Mount, and then uh, over the next uh, couple months, we'll, we'll look at it in more detail. And uh, the Sermon on the Mount may be uh, a passage that you are familiar with, um, even if you have not um, if, if that phrase, the Sermon on the Mount, doesn't ring a bell, you might uh, be familiar with like the idea of the Beatitudes. Uh, Jesus has some sayings at the beginning of his sermon about blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And uh, uh, Maybe you've heard the song before uh, that goes, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, right? Uh, and uh, that's from this passage. Uh, maybe, uh, let's, let's see what else. Uh, the golden rule, you may have heard that before. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. I told, I always feel, it's funny, I feel like I have to say this. Like I told the morning service, not like you would know unless you were there too, but um, I told the morning service that that uh, phrase, do unto others, as you would have them doing to you, was actually in my school when I was a little kid, uh, which tells you something about how old I am because there was a Bible verse <laughs> in my school, and it was like, do unto others as you would have them do to you, or, you know, go talk to the principal. Um, and, uh, and then the, it ends with uh, one of my favorite uh, parables about uh, build your house upon a rock. Don't build your house on the sandy land. Don't build it too near the shore. Well, it might look kind of nice, but you'll have to build it twice. Oh, you'll have to build your house once more. So uh, another song. You might not know that one. I'm gathering that most people do not know that one. Uh, <laughs> but all that to say, the Sermon on the Mount has a lot of passages in it that are very familiar to us. Uh, but today we're going we're gonna to kind of slow down a little bit. I'm going to slow down and stop talking so fast. Uh, and we're going to look at the context uh, for, for this sermon and uh, why is Jesus bringing this sermon now? Why is this Jesus' first recorded sermon? What's going on here? That's the question we want to answer. So let's, uh, let's just pause, let's pray, and then we'll kind of look at what's going on today. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We look to you and we believe in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we believe this morning that uh, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to each one of us. As Christ is risen, so we can be risen. As Christ had, uh, was raised to new life, so new life can be made through us. No longer slaves, but set free. And we believe that this morning. God, do a work in our hearts. Change us into the, into the image of Christ. We love you. We pray that your spirit would be moving here this morning. In your name. Amen. 
Uh, so let's think about the book of Matthew. We know that the book of Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. And uh, as the book starts, right, there's uh, some good news that a baby is going to be born. That's <laughs> uh, not good news, Henry. I'm sorry. Uh, and there's going to be a baby born, and it's going to be Jesus. And, you know, Joseph, he hears this, and he's a little worried at first, and the angel reassures him. And sure enough, Jesus is born, uh, and he is born the king of the Jews. And the, the wise men, they come to worship Jesus. And they come and they tell Herod, we're here to worship the king of the Jews. And Herod, being the king of that area, he's obviously not too happy about a rival king. And so like any good king, he decides to crush the competition and he kills all of the baby boys. And Jesus thankfully escapes by night into the land of Egypt. And he grows up there and then he returns. He returns as a, a young boy and he grows up in, uh, in the land of Israel. Uh, and as an adult, he begins his earthly ministry. Uh, Jesus is baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist. And then for 40 days, Jesus is tempted in the wilderness. Tempted in every way as we have been tempted, it says, of our Savior. And upon coming out from, the, from that time of temptation, Jesus begins preaching the message. And this is his message. He says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's our first film today is, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then Jesus starts to show people what he means by the kingdom of heaven. He begins to travel around Israel, and everywhere he goes, he heals people of every sickness and disease that they have. I mean, it didn't matter if you came to Jesus and uh, you were blind. He could give you sight again. Or if you were sick, he could heal you. If you had a disease your whole life, you could be made well. If you were paralyzed, you could walk again. And man, the, the news is spreading. I mean, good news like that is hard to keep contained. And the crowds began to grow bigger and bigger until it says that great crowds followed him. And then one day Jesus looks around and he sees these great crowds who are following him. These people that want to be part of the kingdom of heaven, they see that it is good and they say, I want to be part of this. And Jesus goes up on a mountainside and down below is the Sea of Galilee spread out before him. And Jesus stands on the mountainside and he preaches this sermon to tell people what the kingdom of heaven is all about. And so if you look uh, at your fill, and I want to point out something. Uh, at the top, it says, a first look at the kingdom. And then down near the bottom, it says, a second look at the kingdom of heaven. And so today we're going to kind of do two things. We're going we're gonna to take a first look, and then we're going to look again and make sure we're getting it right. Uh, you know, in English class, right? You know, in high school, and the, like the teacher, English class, yeah, uh, makes you read a book, and you read the book, and you're like, uh, what was that about? Like, why did we read that? That made no sense. I don't understand it. This is weird, right? Uh, for me in uh, high school, the book was Ethan Frome. I'm still like, I just don't know why we read that. That was weird. Um, and sometimes, though, after reading it the first time, right, then, then the, uh, the teacher might explain it a little bit. And then you maybe look back at it and you, you understand it a little bit better, right? Uh, and so that's what we want to do today with the Sermon on the Mount. Because I think 
on, at first look, you look through it and you think, oh, okay, I get it. But then you look again and you might see it with new eyes. So as Jesus begins his sermon, we want to know who can be part of the kingdom of heaven. Right? Just like if you wanted to sign up to be part of something, maybe uh, you're joining the army, right? joining the military, and you come and you might say, uh, like, like, who can join? Am I, am, can I join? Am I allowed to join? Can I be part of this? And so Jesus begins, and he says this about the kingdom of heaven. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, okay. All right, this is sounding good. He goes on and he says, uh, you know, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay. All right, this is sounding good because you know what he's not saying? He's not saying blessed are the, the rich and the powerful and the wise and the mighty and the strong, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. No, and you know, I, I feel like I can identify this with this, right? You know, I want to be part of this kingdom. And it sounds like it's available to me. Well, then we want to look a little deeper. Uh, we want to know, oh, so that was your next one. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You know, those who know that they have a need. You know, sometimes you have to be brought low to know that you have a need. So the next thing, if you are joining, you know, maybe... I, I keep saying the army, but, you know, joining up with something, you might want to know, what does a day in the life of the army look like? What does a day in the life of the kingdom of heaven look like? I want to know how I'm going to have to live if I'm going to be part of this kingdom of heaven. I mean, it looks pretty good. Jesus, he's come, and he says the kingdom of heaven is here, and he's healing the sick. What does it look like if I become part of this? So Jesus begins, and he start, starts out pretty strong. He says, he says this, he says, do not think for one moment, don't, don't think at all, that I have come to get rid of the law. No, he says. No, rather this. You might have heard that it was said to those of old, you know, you should not murder. Right? We're familiar with that, the Ten Commandments, right? You shall not murder. And you say, well, good. I haven't murdered. Check. And then Jesus goes on and he raises the bar and he says, and not only should you not murder, but when you're, I don't want you to be angry and bitter with people. I don't want you to be resentful against people. That one's a little bit harder, right? Kind of raises the bar a little bit, but you know what? I think I can do it. I'm going to work hard, and I'm going to do it. Jesus goes on, and he says, you should not commit adultery. And you say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try hard not to commit adultery. And, and more than that, I'm not, Jesus says, uh, even if you look at a woman or at a man to lust for them, to, to have sexual desires for them when they're not your spouse, he says, you know what, even if you do that, that's like if you've committed adultery in your heart. And you say, you know what, okay, all right. I mean, this kingdom of heaven, I want to be a part of it. And so I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I, I'm not going to murder. I'm not going to get angry with people and be bitter. I'm not going to commit adultery. And you know what? I'm going to even go that step farther. If that's what you're asking me, Jesus, I'm going to go the step farther. And I'm, I'm going to try not to lust. And Jesus goes on and he shares a few more things like that with the, this idea of, you know, like, for example, uh, if someone slaps you on the cheek, you should turn the other cheek. All right. I mean, it, the kingdom of heaven, I do want to be a part of it. And if that's what it takes, I'll do it, Lord Jesus. And then he goes on and he says, not only that, but 
that guy that slaps you on the cheek, your enemy, I want you to love him. You say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a go, Jesus. I'm going to try, and I'm going to try to do these things. And Jesus, he goes on, and uh, he explains a little bit about well, how, to, how to know God more, and the spiritual disciplines of, of uh, growing to know him. And he has these ideas about when you're praying, don't go and pray out in the open and uh, to draw attention to yourself, but rather, you know, pray in secret. Okay, all right, I can do that. And then he says, you know, instead of when you give to someone, don't make it this big thing like, mm-hmm, here you go, I'm giving you money, right? No, 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 no. He says, you know, make it a quiet thing. And you're like, all right, I think I can do that one. Uh, and then he says, you know, when you fast, don't, don't make it so that it's drawing attention to yourself. Like, oh, I am so holy. I am fasting. The rest of you are not. I'm more holy. No, he says, it should be between you and God. And you say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try for this. And so we see that the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is setting out a high standard, isn't he? He says, these are the things that are required of someone to be part of the kingdom of heaven. And as he comes to the end of his sermon, he ends with a few uh, choices, two paths to take. And one of them, he says this, he says, wide is the gate, easy is the way that leads to destruction. But narrow is the gate, and Hard is the way that leads to eternal life. Oh man, that gets me. You know what? That gets me because it's like, so far I'm like, I'm wavering, right? I'm not sure if I can do it. But then Jesus says, no, this is only going to be for those who really stick it out, right? This is only going to be for those who, who are really committed. Because man, the way is going to be hard. And you've got to be dedicated. And you've got to be committed to this cause. You've got to be committed to the kingdom of God. And then as we get to this part, the end here, there's something that kind of changes it all. Because so far I've been reading it and I've been thinking, you know what, if I just try hard enough, I can be part of this kingdom of heaven. If I just work at it, I can be part of the kingdom of heaven. But then Jesus ends with something that just really throws the whole thing in my face. Jesus says, and we have it written here, as we begin our second look at Oh man, I've skipped over. Maybe we should pause here for a second. So I've skipped over a couple of your films. So rules, right? You know, it's like a list of rules about what not to do, guidelines for doing good. Okay, right? All those things that we were going to try to strive for. I'm going to try to do good here. I think I can do it. It's a high standard, but if I work hard, I think I can get it. And then Jesus says that wide, the wide gate or the narrow gate, the easy way or the hard. So Jesus then, he concludes his sermon and he says this. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And you're like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Because only those who are working hard and doing good. Only those who, you know, they didn't murder, they were careful not to be angry. When they got slapped in the face, they turned the other cheek. Yeah, only those are going to be let in, right? Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And then on that day, many, many people are going to say to me, 
not prophesy in your name? Didn't we tell others about you? We spread the good news of who Jesus is. And you know what else we did? We cast out demons in your name. I mean, what more powerful words could there be, right? Casting out demons in the name of Jesus. And God, don't you remember? Jesus, don't you remember? We did many mighty works, great works. People saw us and they knew that it was Jesus. In your name we did these works. And Jesus says this, and I will declare to them, I'm going to tell them, I never knew you. I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And this just doesn't make sense to me. As I'm reading through, I just keep thinking, okay, like, you know, if I if I do good works, if I prophesy, if I, you know, start doing mighty deeds, casting out demons, being careful to follow the rules, that's what the kingdom of heaven is. That's how you get part of it. And Jesus says, no, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And for years and years and years in my life, this is how I tried to be part of the kingdom of heaven. I tried so hard to do what was right. I was kind. I told people about Jesus. I'd go out on Friday evenings and instead of like going and having fun, right? You know, I would I would go and I would pass out tracts and tell people about Jesus. And for years and years I was was striving to be a good man. How how much I wanted that. I want to be a good man. I want Jesus to say, I want you for my team because you're so good. And somewhere along the way, you find yourself and you have tried and you have failed. And you have tried to keep that standard and you have failed. And you're just like, God, what is it? I'm looking at your word. And I see that I'm supposed to follow these things. But as we look back at the kingdom of heaven, let's take a closer look at what this says. Jesus says, as he begins the sermon, he says, Blessed are the pure in heart. Mm. You know, not one, not one of us is pure in heart. No one here today is pure in heart. Jesus goes on, and he, you know when the, someone has a standard, and then that standard goes way beyond. It's so high. Jesus says this. Jesus says, You, therefore, must be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. No one, no one can do that. If you are perfect like that, you are God. No one can do that. And I find myself realizing this. What it, who is Jesus? Remember? He began preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And whose kingdom is that? It is Jesus' kingdom. And who is Jesus in that kingdom? He is the king. Jesus is the king. And what does a king do? If... Uh, We'll use uh, Leaster this time, since we can finally use him as an example, since he's back. Um, you know, so if Leaster is the king, and Edie comes along, 
and says, I'm going to be king now, what, has, what does he have to do with Eliezer? He's got to go, right? Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't share the kingdom. You can't be like, oh, hey, let's talk about this, right? No, you've you got to get rid of that other king. And you see, Jesus comes and he does the same thing for us. Jesus comes and he says, the kingdom of heaven is here and I am the king. And I'm going to do what a king does and I'm going to go and I'm going to beat the enemy. The enemy of sin and death. And so Jesus, he goes to the cross and he is going to take upon himself. He is a sinless savior. No one like him has ever been on this earth before. No man has ever walked like he has walked. And Jesus says, I'm going to take the sin of the world on me. And Jesus, we know that as they ridiculed him and said, Hail, King of the Jews. If you really are who you say you are, come down off that cross. As Jesus hung on the cross and died, he took all of our sins on himself. And then as we sang, right, we sang this today. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. And so as the moment looked darkest, Jesus died on the cross, and instead of staying dead, he rose again, and he conquered the enemy. The king is alive. And so you want to be part of the kingdom of God? You say, I want to be part of that kingdom of heaven? Jesus has made a way for us to be part of the kingdom of heaven. We have hope in the power of the name of Jesus. And we rejoice so much because I want to be part of that kingdom. But try as I might, I could not be part of that kingdom. But Jesus has saved me. He has rescued me. We sing so often in church, no longer slaves of fear. I am a child of God. We praise him this morning, don't we? What a king we have. What a king we have. Let's just, uh, I probably skipped over all your feelings. The last one's heart. He will give you a new heart. We read, uh, I think it's Ezekiel, might be Jeremiah. It's in the Old Testament. We read this phrase that says this, uh, that he will take your heart of stone. Oh man, sometimes I feel like I have a rock in there. I just don't care. I can't seem to change it. And he says, I'll give you a heart of flesh. I'll turn it into something different, something that it has never been before. I'll make it new. And that's what Jesus will do for you today. We have such a mighty king. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We praise you. We thank you. And we believe in you. We believe in the power of the name of Jesus. That kingdom of heaven. Oh, it looks so good. But even though none of us meet that standard you welcome us with open arms and you say come to me everyone who is weary who is burdened down with the weight of trying and failing with the weight of sin with the weight of mistakes both past and present and you rescue us we praise you Lord Jesus and we love you this morning in your name